Connecting your team to the largest community of technology-minded leaders from tribes across the country. Welcome to the Tribal Hub Podcast. Hi, everybody. Michelle here with the Tribal Hub team. I am at TribalNet today talking with Paula Starr, who is the CIO of Cherokee Nation. And she was recently a panelist with her peers for a session titled Tribal Member Self-Service Portals here at the TribalNet Conference in Reno. So, Paula, thank you for being here today and taking the time to talk to us. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. So before we begin, if you can give me a little bit of background about yourself and maybe about Cherokee Nation and your role there. Okay. Yeah. So I am the CIO at Cherokee Nation Government. We have about 420. 25,000 citizens that we serve. Um, I have been in that role for about a year and a half now, so I'm still very new to yeah. it, um, but I do know um, tribal very well. So mm-hmm. I started my career uh, back in the early 2000s with Cherokee Nation Gaming IT. Okay. And so that was back in the days when we still had bingo halls. <laughs> it was yes. a very long time ago. <laughs> and since then, I've had numerous leadership roles um, mm-hmm. within Cherokee Nation businesses. And I went out to, to um, commercial for a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I went out for eight years and worked with a company that had 40,000 employees. And okay. I had international development teams there. Mm-hmm. And then I came back to Cherokee Nation businesses and eventually moved back over to government or moved to government. Okay. Um, and so a year and a half into that journey, I'm still learning a lot about public mm-hmm. sector, um, but it's been a lot of fun. Cool. That's awesome. In Cherokee Nation, um, what part, we're at in Oklahoma, maybe for our listeners yeah, who are yeah. not familiar. So we're in the northeastern corner of Oklahoma. We cover 14 counties. Um, our reservation is about 7,000 square miles. Oh, great. Awesome. So in this session today, you and your panelists, it was uh, Alan Walt, Chris Abel, and then Jimmy Williams. You guys talked about self-service portals. Mm-hmm. Um, is this similar to, you know, offering digital membership services or what? what is encompassed in the term self-service portals? Yeah, for Cherokee Nation, it's very much trying to digitize our service offerings, mm-hmm. giving the citizens a way to <laughs> log into one spot, you know, authenticated, right, so that we know they're actual citizens. Mm-hmm. They can come in and update their address information and all their contact information, but also get access to services like scholarship applications, mm-hmm. um, clothing assistance, utility assistance. Those kind of programs are available yeah. within our yeah. portal. Okay, cool. Um, what drove you guys to make a transition to you know brick and mortar, paper, and, you know applications, things like that, to doing something that was more digital? And I know asking a lot of the people I'm talking today was was a COVID pandemic was that uh, you know was that behind any of these transitions or did it kind of make things go faster because it's almost like you had to, to, to make that because of the, where the pandemic was pushing everything yeah the pandemic definitely started the charge mm-hmm. um um, I, there had been some work on on the health side you know I'm on government side but mm-hmm. on the health side there had been some desire to have a some kind of customer relationship management tool. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's initially why we purchased the Salesforce platform. Mm -hmm. And and that happened before I came on board. Mm -hmm. Um, There were some minor initiatives that were kind of small in scope. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them was the Cherokee Nation Warriors database. So Mm -hmm. it was just a way 
for our veterans to come in and give their details for us to keep up with them and keep contact with our veterans. Um, but when the pandemic happened, we had a need to get a lot of assistance out to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And Salesforce is really the only tool that we had um, mm-hmm. in our toolbox to do that with. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're talking about 400,000 citizens, you're trying to assist everyone who's been impacted by COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And that's everybody, right? right? And so Salesforce is really the only mechanism we had to do that. And and we call our portal the Gadoogie portal. Gadoogie okay. stands for working together. Um, I love that. That's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. wonderful name. And it's also one of our Cherokee values, right? So like okay. we have a whole list of Cherokee community values mm-hmm. and working together is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so our Gadoogie portal is built on that Salesforce platform. It was the only way for us to handle, you know, up to 400,000 applications. Right. Uh, we just couldn't do it with, mm-hmm. you know, any, it, and it had to be authenticated, right? So people weren't trying to steal money and so sure. that we could quickly make sure that we knew who we were working with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was our first major initiative. We had 500 people a minute applying in our first hour, 30,000 oh people in that first hour. Wow. Um, and we never crashed. I'm very proud of that. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. We never crashed. I mean, it was the single largest direct assistance program that we'd ever done. Right. And it was critical for our infrastructure to be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what's, that's then where you started. That is where we started. Okay. Yeah. So like now has that branched out into, you know, like we were saying before, there's so many different areas within a tribal government that this could be used education, mm-hmm. you know, aftercare, elderly services, enrollment, you know, so are you switching that over to all those areas? Is it one at a time or how are you making that? Happen? Yeah, it is very much one at a time. Yeah. Um, we mix it up. I mean, we work a lot with human services. We, we've had a lot of applications with them. Clothing assistance for kids, something that they do annually. They have moved that into the Gadoogie portal. Mm-hmm. Um, education, we put all of our scholarship applications online. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of housing assistance for college students that mm-hmm. is online as well now. Um, we also do some things that are kind of unexpected and that, you know, tribal government is fluid, right? Like mm-hmm. you never know what is going to hit you next. Right. And for us, one thing that hit us that, that we were so fortunate to have a portal in place for was the ending of our gaming compact. Mm-hmm. So we had had a gaming compact with the state of Oklahoma mm-hmm. and through the state of Oklahoma, we were licensing our citizens to hunt and fish, right? Well, the state of Oklahoma decided at the 11th hour, they were not going to renew that with us, mm-hmm. um, caused a little bit of a crisis for us, but you know, the determination was made. We're going to exert our sovereignty here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to allow our citizens to hunt and fish on our lands with a tribal ID. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do that, you still have to have a way for everyone to tag that harvest, right? right to report yeah. it in. And that's in the Gadoogie portal. Mm-hmm. So we were able to build that, put it out there pretty quickly and have it in place. And the great thing about it that's now awesome. is too, that we have all the statistics, right? On, yes. on, on harvesting. So, unfortunate thing for us was that, you know, the state of Oklahoma stopped that partnership, but it really, you know, with the help, with the aid of the portal, we've really turned it into something positive. Right. That's great. That's really, really great. Um, Based on your session that you had, you said there was, I mean, packed house there. Yeah. Did you see 
um, or did you talk to other tribes who are kind of moving in this direction of going on a portal base for member services? Like a base, you know, when you talk to people, what percentage did you think who are in that spot where they're like, yes, we're ready to move now? Oh, I feel like the the vast majority of that crowd yesterday, and it was a large crowd. It was standing room only. You know, there were people standing for, you know, I they brought extra chairs in about halfway mm-hmm. through, but people stood through that, which mm-hmm. amazed me. Yeah. Um, I, I felt great enthusiasm in that room to make that move, had a lot of inquiries afterward. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the great benefit of coming to this conference mm-hmm. and having those conversations because, you know, I made that offer in that room. If any of you want to talk further about this topic, I'm always willing. I yeah, have yeah. calls with tribal, other tribes frequently mm-hmm. who are trying to go down, trying to go down this path, trying to go yeah. on this journey. And I'm happy to talk yeah. about that. So mm-hmm. I think it was probably a good hour and a half after that session before I was yeah, able to go sense. back and yeah. head to my room. Here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there was just so much interest yeah. and so many inquiries about what we were mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, that's so great. Have you guys had any challenges with, you know, broadband, you know, going, being available to some of your members to access the portal at all? We do. We have had that. Um, and that's the thing is, as IT, you get so focused on the technology, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to make everything perfect and you don't want it to break and yeah. you want 400,000 people to be able to come onto your system, but you can't leave behind those people who just don't have access for yeah. whatever reason. Um, and so our departments have made that effort to have drive-through um, mm-hmm. drive-through sessions available throughout the reservation. They've gone mm-hmm. out to multiple communities. They mm-hmm. go out there armed with their iPads. People drive through. They sign them up for assistance. Awesome. So for every major program, Program we have um, COVID nineteen assistance, rancher relief. We just we just mm-hmm. uh, finished up with that one because we're going to have a tremendous hay shortage in the state of Oklahoma. Um, but we've had you know capabilities for people to come in who don't have access to technology and just mm-hmm. go through the process with a human being. That's, cool. That's really cool. That's great. Um, how has this affected the different departments and in, in divisions with so much so much of that application process being you know automated? I guess is it creating a lot more efficiencies? I'm assuming that it, you know, but it also is going to create you know a different type of a workflow too. I would assume. Yeah, it absolutely has created efficiencies. Um, my my favorite example of this is with human services and that clothing assistance program. So Mm -hmm. the year before I came on board, it was all Mm paper-based. There were 4,000 children served. Mm -hmm. All of that was manual processing, right? Because it was pen and paper or you filled out, you downloaded the form from the internet and filled it out and sent it in. So Mm -hmm. it was manual labor Mm -hmm. to get through all of that. Mm -hmm. The year after I came on board, we put it into Gadoogie Portal. We had 27,000 applications come through. Oh, my gosh. And it was minimal um, minimal labor on those because, you know, we, we were able to process the vast majority of them without having anyone look at them. Yeah. There were some that we had exceptions on where you have multiple parents trying to claim the same child. Same, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they had to, but we were able to identify those automatically mm-hmm. right through the technology, yeah. and then they That's can cool. just process through those. Now, 
the year after that, our second year being on Gadoogie Portal, mm -hmm. we had 80,000 children served. Wow. And so we had that program open for two weeks, um, closed it down. The first payment that we, the first um, batch of payments that we sent, we paid out 70,000 applications like on that first day. Wow. So just, it's unreal to, to yeah. take that leap, you know, in a couple of short years from 4,000 to 80,000. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, but how no additional labor, right? Yeah. Well, exactly, and and that never would have happened. I would imagine take place if it was in a, in a paper. We could not setting. have done it. There's no. no way. Yeah, um, that's so cool. And how is all of this being received by like the staff, for example, within you know the departments that are? I would assume that they are you know thankful to have kind of you know they're serving more people with you know being able to be more efficient. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's been a bit of a learning curve, right? Sure. I mean, because there are. They have citizens call into them, too, to ask for help. Mm -hmm. How do I do this? Right. And so they've had to play a little bit of tech support. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's been a little bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, yes, I think everyone sees the value of how quickly yeah. you can serve citizens. Yeah, absolutely. That's so amazing. So if you, you know, the tribes who, who reach out to you and are mm -hmm. like, we really want to, to start this, but I have no idea where to even begin. What, what do you tell them? How do you walk them through that process? Well, you know, in the panel yesterday, I'm going to give Jimmy Williams credit on this because Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy brought up, he said, you really need to understand um, what you're setting out to achieve, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the number one goal is, is what is the primary focus of your portal? Mm -hmm. um, is there a specific need that you need? to to satisfy for us um it really has turned into those programs that have some kind of that have a wide scope that need to reach beyond just the reservation to all of our citizens mm -hmm. across the u.s and the world we have no we have no other choice right for those right. where we have that large scope we have to put those things in the portal mm -hmm. but that's for us because we're large mm -hmm. uh, and i know we're kind of the exception right with, with right. our numbers but you just need to figure out what area am i trying to solve for mm -hmm. and just plan for that um mm -hmm. there are so many great vendors out there there's so many different paths that you mm -hmm. can take and that was another thing i loved about our session yesterday is we've all taken very different paths between potawatomi mm -hmm. cherokee and choctaw mm -hmm. um, um, but there are, um, there are so many great vendors out there, and it's pretty easy to find one that's a good fit for you. Yeah. Did you um, use, like, ambassadors? So I had a podcast earlier today, and we were talking about automation within um, casinos, and the uh, facility that they were um, that they were at used, like, an ambassador, an employee ambassador to kind of champion the program. Did you guys do anything like that to get, in, you know, frontline staff or the people who are going to be actually using them to get them a little bit more Oh my involved. gosh, I wish we had that in place. Um, we, we do not have that uh, in place for the portal. Um, and I talked about that yesterday too, or in my session is it's so important to have a good product manager. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we do that by committee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's not how I would recommend it, but you need someone who's really focused on championing yeah. what you're doing and making sure that the communications are coming together. Citizens are getting proper communication. They know mm -hmm. what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, all your stakeholders are in the know. Now I'm going a little off topic here. We have a learning uh, portal mm -hmm. um, and we do have that kind of ambassador 
uh, with that portal. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing what a difference it can make. So we mm -hmm. went live with that in January. Um, we've got a strong champion slash ambassador. And he's gone out and done road shows, mm -hmm. you know, gone out that's to cool. all of our facilities and really championed it. Championed it. That's a hard word. <laughs> I know. <that> <laughs> But the result is there have been 50,000 hours of training wow. taken since January. And, you know, we have 4,000 employees. Right. So just outstanding numbers. Yeah. And we would not get there if we didn't have someone who was focused on driving that driving adoption. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So one last question. How have you been enjoying TribalNet? Is this your first time? Have you been here before? It is my first time. Is it? And I, okay. Yes, and I cannot believe what I've been missing out on. It has been so wonderful. You know, I think there have been times throughout history when we would have been best served if Indians could come together. 100%. Yes. <laughs> and work together. and Because mm -hmm. we're all, throughout history, we've all been sharing the same challenges. Mm -hmm. It continues today. You know, there are threats on sovereignty. Um, there are, you know, all of these challenges and getting grants. Mm -hmm. There, we all face the same struggles, yes. and it's wonderful to come together and talk about it and kind of game plan, yeah, and compare what we've done um, and help others get past their own hurdles. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. That's cool. I didn't realize you, this was your first time. I just was like thinking, you know, you had been here before because Jimmy's been here for, you know, so long and, uh, you know. Well, so. you know, I was on that uh, business's side and yeah, for whatever reason, right. you know, we just, there. I never got asked to come here right. oh, <laughs> by my leadership, right? Yeah. So my leadership never offered it up to me. And this year I am the leader. So yeah. I get to, I get to you decide to what do I that. do. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm very glad that you're here and thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us today about this very important topic. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Michelle. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. For more information on today's podcast, just click on the show notes. If you have a story to share or a topic you'd like to see us cover, reach out to our team on LinkedIn or via email at contactus at tribalhub.com. See you soon.